The Love Community Chapel presents Times of Refreshing with God's Servant, Rev. George Aiko. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Stay tuned as you listen to God's word presented by Reverend George Aiku. Why don't you turn your feet and just lift or two ones up and bless the Lord for just a very short time. Such a powerful song ministration. You don't sit down on such a song. It's the center of our emotions. The center of our lives is Jesus. Lift your voice and thank him. The focus of our, your life is Jesus. Thank the Lord and bless the Lord and give him praise. It's all we have. It's all we need. Thank you so much, Lord. We give you glory, honey, and praise. Thank you so much. We bless your name. We give you praise. Thank you, Father. Speak to your word. Speak your word to us tonight. Touch our hearts, Lord. And bless us in your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please, let's all be seated for the word of God tonight. The Lord just impressed upon my heart. Give me a word for everybody before we cross over to 2022. So let's all be seated. Um, all of us be alert. Instrumentalists, musicians, singers be alert because this word is going to transform you and make your life, make your life straight with God. Hallelujah. Tomorrow is uh, 31st December as we cross over to the next year, the new year. We trust the Lord that God will take us through again in the new year. As he has taken us through 2021. The same God who brought us through shall take us through. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm sharing with you on developing the right heart for the anointing. Tonight we shall do anointing service. All for God. Make it for God. For God. Amen. Developing the right heart for God. And it's very important. And make sure that the word I pray tonight stays with you forever. Make sure that the word I minister to you tonight rings in your heart and mind throughout your lifetime. I'm so convinced that the Lord gave me this word for you. As I was praying, it just dropped. And I had to prepare it for the church. Developing the right heart for God. Or for the anointing. Hallelujah. Now, the book of Proverbs 4.23 Proverbs 4.23 describes the importance of the heart of man and the need to ensure that this heart of man is well guarded. Is well guarded. Keep your heart with diligence for out of it spring the issues of life. Keep your heart. Guard your heart. 
if you read Amplified Version, it gives you a deeper understanding of this thing. Okay? Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life, issues of life. That means that your heart is the center of every issue that emanates from your from your life. Everything in your life is rooted in the things that happen in your heart. Anything that happens in your life, your, your spiritual life, your social life, marriage, your business life, relationships, even relationships, your family life, all the issues that happen there, Bible says, are rooted in your heart. In view of this, we are admonished to watch over the heart like a watchman to guard the heart. The errors we commit in life, the mistakes we commit in life, the wrong steps we take in life, in ministry, the decisions we make in life, marital decisions, business relationships, can be attributed to the issues of the heart. And everything centers around the heart. And that is why the Bible says that watch over your heart. Keep your heart. Not just keep it, but with diligence. With seriousness. With the seriousness it deserves. Now, if you have to, you must watch over something and keep it. It implies that you can endanger it for destruction. You can render your heart in a state of attack. A place where you can lose any vital things in your heart. That can affect your entire life. Take note, your heart is the center of your life. Your emotions, your will, your intellect, everything revolves around what takes place in the heart. So, virtually, all your life is based on what goes on in your heart. <laughs> Please take note. And I raise a hand to God that may the Lord help me to bless you with a word. Because it's not my word. Your service to God in the church is an issue of the heart. Pastoring, ministering to God. Opting to serve God as a full-time minister or as a lay pastor. Everything we do in ministry is centered in the heart. Everything you choose to do in the house of God, singing, ushering, technical work, sanctuary keeping, everything centers on the heart. So the writer says, God says, keep your heart. For out of it are the issues of life. 
Now understand also that in view of the importance of the heart which controls our lives, God also relates not to our flesh but to our heart. Jeremiah chapter 9, 17, verse 9 to verse 10. Jeremiah 17, 9 to 10 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Now, sometimes it's difficult to decipher and to discern and to really tell what goes on in the heart of man. Seriously, even husbands and wives, sometimes it's difficult to tell what goes on in their hearts until something happens. Then you tell whether your spouse has been true or false. In a working environment, in the business environment, you can see bosses and their subjects and their subordinates until something happens. You can't tell what is going on in their hearts. So their heart can be very wicked. And so in verse 10, it says that I the Lord search the heart. No man can know the heart. It's only God. That can know the intents of the heart. He says, I test the mind. Even to give every man according to his ways. According to the fruit of his doings. You know why? Your ways and your doings are products of your heart. Every move you make, anything you do is connected to the issues of your heart. And in in view of this, God says, I too, when I set your heart, I reward you based on your heart. We cannot be here tonight and pray, but I submit to everybody. Our reward in prayer is based on the issues of our heart. The condition of your heart determines how God relates to you in blessing you. The condition of your heart determines how God relates to you and bless you. I, the Lord, search the heart. The pastor can search your heart. Dickens can search your heart. Your church ministry leaders can search your heart. No matter how close you are with somebody, that person doesn't have the audacity and the right, even the power to know what is the content of your heart. It's only God. And God rewards according to our heart's movements and doings. Look at somebody and tell him it's a serious matter. It's a serious matter. That person, this 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 very serious. This very serious. And so, when your heart is wrong, it affects the, your entire life. I read the first Chronicles twenty-eight verse nine. First Chronicles twenty-eight verse nine. As for you, my son Solomon, David speaking here. Know the God of your father and serve him with a loyal heart. We can have a disloyal heart or a loyal heart. And with a willing mind for the Lord searches all hearts. 
and understands all the intent of the thoughts. As we sit here right now, I can't see your thoughts. You can't see my thoughts. I can't penetrate the intent of your heart to know what you are thinking about. I can't. And David was a man after God's heart. And David worked with God. And God, David realized that, look, <laughs> this God knows the heart of man. And he advised his son Solomon. And I want to advise all our children here. Please, as David advised, I also advise. Serve him with a loyal heart with a willing mind then may not come you can't tell their hearts Steph. you you do your best you can't tell you their hearts we can't tell it's only god pastors will do their best but it is the only god who can decipher what is in the heart and he says that for the Lord searches all hearts. How many hearts? Including the pastor's hearts. Everybody's heart. And understands all the intent of their thoughts. Your thoughts, your thinking, God understands. If you seek him, he will be found. <laughs> I love this. Now, when, when Bible uses if, or the grammarian, the Englishman uses if, not a condition condition if you seek him he will be found by you but if you forsake him he will cast you away forever hand go hand come we cannot play tricks with God church this year we can't tell how many have played tricks with God we can't tell whether we are right or wrong. We can't tell. You can know somebody's heart. I can't tell. Nobody can tell. The tricks, the trickery. We have engaged with God. <laughs> but Bible says that if you seek him, you find him. If you don't forsake him, you cast you away. Hand go and come. The way you handle God, <laughs> the same way he will handle you. The seed you sow is the fruit you will reap. In the way you relate to God. So David was talking to God as an experienced father and a king. Because he went through some bitter times and God rewarded him greatly. Read David's life and you understand what I'm talking about. Secret things he did which God unveiled and God revealed and God punished him for that. He thought he had gone away with it and God said, No, you, you're going to get it. You're going to get it. And God punished him. Now listen, I'm here for us to tonight search our hearts and be real with God. Be real with your God, the one you are serving. Very real. No pretense, no hypocrisy. Be, be yourself with God. Be who you are with God. Why am I saying this? Tonight we anoint. But I have to explain to you what, what anointing does. Whether we are anointed really or not. And I realized that being anointing doesn't come on the head. It comes on the heart. I read seriously with, in 1 Samuel chapter 16 
from verse 6 to verse 8 when Samuel was sent by God into the house of Jesse to pick a king, anoint a king. So it was from, from 6 to 8 when they came that he looked at Eliab and said surely the Lord's anointed it's before him. So when the Samuel God, he, he called all the sons of Jesse to come forward. When he saw the first person, he said, oh, this guy, he is, he's tall. This guy is very tall. He deserves to be king. Maybe seven. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the, at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. For the Lord does not see as the man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Man looks at how nice you are. When we meet in church, we, we all smile, we look so good, we look so nice in relating, but it's only God that knows what goes on in the heart. Your heart. That implies, the look at verse 7, verse 8. It says, so Jesse called Abinadab, and made him pass before Samuel. And he said, neither has the Lord chosen this one. God chooses the heart, not the body. Write it down. God chooses the heart and not the body. Why? Because God relates with us in our hearts, not in our body. God chooses the person with the right heart condition. Not the person with the wrong heart condition. Why? Guard your heart. Why? It's the center of the issues of your life. Please, if you're going to work with God, then I would advise you to start from your heart. In the coming year, between today and tomorrow, please, if I were you, I would search my heart and see if I am on course with God. Now, I'll show you a few things we can do to help you stay straight with God. Number one, cleanse your heart. Cleanse your heart and check your motives. Cleanse your heart and check your motives. In Genesis chapter 6, verse 5 to 6, in the time of the early generation after Adam, the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Verse 6. And he repented the Lord that he has made man on the earth. Please. If you realize that there are some evil things in your heart regarding your worship with God, cleanse it. 
cleanse it. Genesis 8, verse 21. And God smelled a sweet savor, and the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake, for the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. So your heart needs cleansing. Check anything wrong with your heart as you walk with God. If your heart condition is not correct, there's some evil thing in your heart. Take it away. This is preaching holiness has become a taboo in churches. If you start touching some areas, people, people will hate you. But these are the areas you want start to make your life nice with the Lord. Say, so be holy. For I, the Lord, I am holy. In Mark 7, verse 21 to 23, Mark 7, 21, Jesus himself described the heart of man. Mark 7. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, and deceit, lasciviousness, and evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. Please, these things in your heart must go. Check your heart. Some of the things you do are from your heart. Check them out. Cleanse your heart. Evil thoughts, foolishness, fornication, adultery, they are from the heart. It's in your heart to do it. And when the opportunity comes, you just flow into it. Easily. Your heart guards your life. Your heart is the center of your actions. So cleanse these things in your heart. And Daniel 1 verse 8, look at what Daniel said. But Daniel purposed in his heart. Daniel 1 verse 8, look at what Daniel did. And Daniel purposed in his heart that he will not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacies. So you must determine your heart from today that these things will leave your heart. Cleanse your heart. Cleanse your emotives. <laughs> you can't work with God and have a different life with God. You can't. It won't work. The anointing comes on the heart. If we anoint you with oil and your heart is wrong, it's a waste of oil. <laughs> we anoint your head with oil and your heart is wrong. The oil will just take your head. It won't go into your heart. Because the heart is very wrong. So Matthew 5 and 6. Matthew 5 6 says that blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God an encounter with God is determined most of the time by the content of your heart you will see God, you will meet God face to face if your heart is right and so James 4 verse 8 James 4 8 he says that draw near to God and he will draw near to you cleanse your hands cleanse your hands James 4 8 Ye sinners, and purify your hearts. Ye double-minded. Your, your life is double-minded. You are nice in church. You are <laughs> some color, okay? Outside church. There's no integration of your public life and your private life. When you come to church, your public life is, is different. If it's your own, private, it's also different. Integrity means 
combining both your public life and your private life and making what? No difference. That's integrity. You integrate your public, when you are out, when you are alone with people, what you do, you integrate, you make it one. No difference. So, James says, purify your mind. Because if you don't do that, and you are working with God, and you are working, you are doing something else. Bible says in James 1, verse 6 and 7, let not that man think that he will will receive anything from God. Look at verse 7. Let not that man think that he will receive anything from God. For let not that man think, suppose that he will receive anything from God. Verse 8. Verse 8 says, He's a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Your heart is half here in church, half in the world, half in the flesh. So, don't think you ask God for anointing and God will pour it upon your life. It's a waste of oil. Next year is coming. And start preparing your heart right now. Number two, have a heart for God's house. Direct your heart towards the church. Amen. Leave the world. We are in the world, but we don't belong to the world. We are a family of God. So direct your heart to church. Second Chronicles chapter 6, verse 7. And it says to for seven, 7 to verse 9. And it says that now it was in the heart of David, my father, to build an house. For the name of the Lord God of Israel. Second Chronicles 6, 7 to 9. It was in his heart to build something for God. But God didn't allow him. But the Lord said to David, my father, for as much as it was in thy heart to build a house of my name, thou doest well in that it was in thine heart. You see, he hadn't built a church, but it was in his heart to build a church. And for that right heart, God said, you have done well. If it's in your heart to come to church and something stops you, God knows you have done well. Yeah. If it's in your heart to attend church, to come to church on Sunday or Friday or Wednesday, and something just blocks your effort, God knows it was in your heart. You have done well. But if it's, if it's an intentional sentism, it's up to you. Yeah. I have to be frank with you. Because we are human. There was a time I wasn't in church throughout because God knew what happened to me. I couldn't have. The body couldn't come. So God knew that it was in my heart. Even when I was not here, I was connected to the church throughout. First service, second service, and third service throughout. Throughout. After third service, then I will relax. I wasn't here, but I was here with you in spirit, watching. And some people don't care, but even, even when they can't come, they can't even log on. Their heart is not here. They're not here. I'm telling you. They're only coming because they must come. They, their heart is not in church. They are worldly Christians. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you. If your heart is here, even when something blocks you from coming, you log on to Facebook and, and be with us in the spirit. But some don't care about it. They don't care about whether we are online. They don't care. They just holiday for them. It's time to have holiday. And they come to church for fun. Everybody's coming. Let me also go. 
the time will tell one day. Hmm. But the Lord said to my father David, whereas it, is in, it was in your heart to build a temple for my name, you did well. In that it was in your heart. If you decide to support church, to give to support the church building, and something comes up and you couldn't, God knows your heart. God knows you have conceived something good. And God will tell you, it is well. Yeah. If you want to serve God in the church, be a singer, or be an usher, or do something for God, and something blocks your effort, God will tell you, in as much as you have to do this, you have done well. But if, indeed, it wasn't in your heart, and you decide that this is it, then God will deal with you in his own way. I'm preaching this because we must be real with God. It's time to face realities with God. Don't, behind, don't hide behind church and do what you like. It don't help you. You are wasting your time. Yeah. Be real. Look at somebody. Tell him it's a serious matter. Oh, tell him well. Tell him it's serious. It's serious. It's serious. So be real. Be real. Second Chronicles chapter 1 verse 10 to 11. You know what? Solomon asked the Lord for something. And God realized that this was in his heart. And God said, because it is in your heart, this is what I'll do for you. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much, Lord. Look at Psalm 84, verse 1. David says something there. And I love this man. Psalm 84, verse 1 coming. I'll end up very soon. Then we pray because of time. Hallelujah. Um, how lovely is your tabernacle, O Lord of hosts. Verse 2. Run very fast. My soul longs, yes, even faints for the cost of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. When you love him and your heart is for God, the church will be your house. When you don't come to church, you feel it. As if you are basleading. Oh yeah, as if you are basleading. If you don't feel basleading, when you are absent in church, check your life. Something is wrong. If you don't feel bad that you are not in church, and it's normal with you to be absent in church, the courts, there's no cry in your heart for God. Something is wrong. David said, my soul longs, yes, even faints for the courts, for the presence, the presence of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Verse 3. Even the sparrow has found a home and a swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young. So, even the best have a place, they rest. David said, your altars, your alt- even your altars, oh Lord of hosts, my king and my God, your altars, the altar of prayer, the altar of worship, that is where I want to rest, that's my home. If the sparrow has found a home, my hope is the altar of God. Yeah, the altar, the presence. That's what he's saying. And then verse 4, he says, Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They will still be praising you. Dwelling means abiding. Abiding continuously in church. In the coming year, check up. 
check the life whether you are on course with God amen look at somebody and tell him it's a serious matter a very serious matter as I was reading about the heart I discovered that Abraham was somebody who had a heart for God and so God located Abraham and God used Abraham Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 7 to verse 8 God will locate you if your heart is right he will go find you he will search and find you Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 7 to verse 8 you are the Lord who the Lord God who chose Abraham who brought him out of air of the Chaldeans and gave him the name Abraham verse 8 you found his heart faithful before you that's the key and made a covenant with him to give the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, Jebusites, and the Gergashites to give to his descendants. You have performed your works for you are righteous. God found in this man a faithful heart and God gave him. When your heart is faithful, God can hand over and entrust property into your life. Yes, if God finds you to be faithful, your heart is loyal. He has no problem blessing your life. You know God's problem is you and I. Our heart is not right. And God cannot entrust his wealth into our hands. And because God found him, we read in chapter 13 verse 2 of Genesis, he was very rich. God entrusted riches into his hand. Because God knew this man would promote his kingdom. Very rich. Because his heart was found faithful. God. Genesis 13 verse 2 he was very rich so the heart decides where riches will go the heart decides where riches will come very rich in silver and gold and there are 24 verse 1 God blessed Abraham in all things, 24 verse 1 he was very old well advanced in age and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things how many things? Now, all was rooted in what? A faithful heart. His heart was right. His heart condition was right. right. And so God was, God was at rest. He didn't have a problem blessing Abraham. Yeah. If God should bless you, some of you right now, we won't see you in church. We will never see you again. Bye-bye, you are gone. If God should bless you right now with three Mercedes-Benz, God should give you a house at Chasaco. You are finished with God. You say God doesn't live. There's no God anymore. It's your own power, your own strength. God is looking for faithful hearts. Now, you see, it is easy to be rich. You know why? If your heart is right, God knows it blesses you. There's a purpose for it. And it's a house. God will channel. One day God came to a man of God called T.L. Osborne. And God said to him, I have two things to put before you. I want to bless you to enjoy life, to be happy in life. You own lack. Number two, I want to pass my riches through your hands. Choose one. T.L. Osborne said, I want to be a channel of your riches. And from that time, things changed. Riches. This man could command 500 Land Rovers for crusades. How many of them? 500 Land Rovers. 
showing films in places. Jesus films. 500 land rovers that God gave him. There's a man by name Kenneth Copeland. He's alive. He's 80 something years now. 83, 84. This man has given 17 aeroplanes to ministers of God. How many of them? How many of them? Not cars, not four wheels. I'm saying, what, what is it? 17 aeroplanes to men of God. 17 aeroplanes. And the man's heart, God can pass through riches into his hands. Because God knew that if this man got blessed, he will distribute the riches to promote his kingdom. And God found the same Abraham and God blessed Abraham. Please check your heart. Check your heart. If God will bless you or anoint you, it all depends on the state of your heart. So cleanse your heart. Number three, I'll end up here. Let's, it's okay. <laughs> this is heavy. But let me. Okay. Okay. Let me do, give, give you this one. Okay. Be ready to do what God puts in your heart. Be ready to do what God puts in your heart. Now, this I'll end up here. I have about three points more, which later I will share with you. Because of time. Listen. Some of us here, God speaks to us. Some things drop in your heart to do for God. But you think God is not speaking. You want to hear a voice saying, Hey, man, son. Hey, man, son. Sorry, You want to hear that? Hey, Akwesi. Hey, you will not hear audible voice all the time. Sometimes they will come like thoughts, small thoughts, small ideas, small pictures in your heart. He will drop something to do for God in the heart, in the church. Nehemiah 2 verse 12. Take your heart and do what God says in your heart to do. All that Nehemiah did to build the house of God, to build the um, the walls of Jerusalem to, to rebuild the walls it was all because of God, the things God put in his heart look at a few examples then I arose in the night I and a few men with me I told no one what God had put in my heart to do at Jerusalem nor was there any animal with me except the one on which I wrote God spoke to his heart he told no one he began to act it. Sometimes God tells you some things you don't tell anybody. Just do it. Just do it. Somebody called me and said, Pastor, I want to see you at the office. God says I should do something. So I met him in the office. You know what? He gave 100,000 CDs for this chair building. How much? How much? 100,000. Don't tell anybody about it. It's between me and God. But this is what I saw. When God puts something in your heart to do, please go ahead. Don't resist it. This one is devil. It's demons. It's demonic. I bind. It's not, don't bind it. It's the Lord. It's the Lord. Sometimes I tell you, go and, go and empty your bank account. Yes. Empty your bank account. Go and take so much. Put it in the church. My building. And when you do that, 
you see results. So do what God puts in your heart instantly. Nehemiah 7 verse 5. Nehemiah 7 5. And it says, Thank you, Lord. I give you praise. Then my God put it into my heart to gather the nobles, the rulers, and the people that they might be registered by genealogy. And I found a register of the genealogy of those who had come up in the first return and found written. God put again his heart to gather. Some of you, God put in your heart to gather people for evangelism. A heart to gather. A heart to start a home sale. A heart to do, to do something for souls. Please, don't bind. Any heart ready to execute God's plans is the right heart for anointing. I said what? Any heart that is ready to execute God's plans instantly is the right heart for the anointing. The last point. Your heart must be in search for God. A heart that is in search for God, to follow God, is a right heart condition for the anointing and for blessing. Jeremiah 29 verse 12 the heart that is searching for God looking for God is a right heart for the anointing and for God's blessing Jeremiah 29 verse 12 to verse 13 then shall ye call upon me and ye shall go and pray unto me and I will hearken unto you and ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. A heart that is seeking for God. Sometimes, like David said, early morning will I seek you. See, the, the reason for morning devotion is that you love for God. The reason for waking up at 5 o'clock, 4 o'clock, is because you long for God. Yes, early morning, you will come there. Early morning, your heart is panting after God. That's the right time for the anointing. He said, if you seek me, you'll find me when you search for me with all your heart. How much of your heart? How much of your heart? All your, your emotions, your intellect, your will, your whole being is searching for God. Sometimes you pray and you look for God in the Bible to read the scriptures, to find God the scriptures. A heart longing for God, panting after God. Psalm 63 verse 8 my soul followeth hard after thee. That is the heart right for the anointing. Your heart is panting for God. As the deer panted for the world has so my soul longeth after thee. You alone at my heart's desire and I long to wear Shape it. Come on, sing out everybody one more time. As the deer panted for the water, so my soul longeth after thee. You alone at my heart desire and alone to worship. 
strength, my shield. To you alone may my spirit yield. You alone are my heart. Some people are some there. See, when your heart is longing for God and it's time for church, you can't stay at home. When your heart is panting for God and you know where you are living is far from here, you live earlier. Yeah, you live earlier. I live very far. It takes over an hour or more sometimes to be here. So, at two o'clock, we set off fast to avoid traffic. My, my heart was panting for church to come and do some prayer chain. Those who has point for God who say prayer chain, they want to come. Look, those who love God and their has point for God, you don't force them to serve God. You don't force them to pray. You don't force them. When you announce a spiritual program, they are there to, to do it. Because their heart is panting. It's longing for God. <laughs> Psalm 63, we'll come there. Look at that what David said. Verse 1. We read it in, uh, earlier on when the church started. Look at that. Psalm 3 verse 1. Well, look, hear what David said. Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there's no water. You see, that's the state of the heart that God anoints. A thirsty one. If you are thirsty for God, he will anoint you. You long for God. Verse 2. Verse 2. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary. When you are thirsty for God, church becomes easy. Those who come to church, I mean, lazily, with lazy as if they are being forced to come to church, look, there's no thirst. There's no longing in their hearts for God. I mean, by care. Oh, yes, yeah, true. Because they must come and they have to come. But those who are longing for God, they have looked for you in the sanctuary, the holy place, the church. To see your power and your glory. That's where the power lies. The glory lies. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power. And verse 3. It says that. Verse 3. Hurry up for me. Because your loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise you. Praising God is something that happens in the heart. It's a heart movement. You alone are my strength, my shield. Ah. To you alone, may my spirit yield. Come on, now, dear Lord, you alone at my heart. Desire, I long to. Very quickly, read Second Chronicles seven, verse fourteen. Very fast, write it down. I'll read very fast. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. It's a matter of searching for God. Seeking for God. Job 5 verse 8. Job 5 verse 8. I will seek unto, I will seek unto God and unto God would I commit my cause. Which doeth great things and unsearchable marvelous things without number. I will search for God. I will seek for God. That was what Job said. Thank you, Lord. I'll give you this last scripture and then we, we move on. 
You alone not my strength, my shield. Keep on playing for me. To you alone may my spirit yield. You at my heart. Zion. Desire for God. Desire for God. So therefore, the last point I'll mention is that prepare your heart to see God. Lastly, I finish. Prepare your heart. Prepare your heart. Get, get the scriptures. Because your heart is important. Because your heart is very crucial in the blessing from God, in the anointing. What do you do? Prepare your heart well. Look at Second Chronicles 12 verse 14. And he did, and he did evil because he prepared not his heart to seek the Lord. It is evil not to prepare your heart to see for God. It is evil. So you must prepare your heart to come to church. When you are come to church, you are praying for the pastors, you are praying for the singers, for the ushers, you are praying for the service. Oh Lord, as I go to church today, Lord, my heart is ready. Visit me. You start preparing your heart. Clear every sin. Clear every blockade. First Samuel 7 verse 3. First Samuel 7 3. And Samuel spoke unto the house of Israel, saying, If ye do return to the Lord with all your heart, then put away the strange gods and Ashtaroth from among you and prepare your heart unto the Lord. There's something that you must leave. Something you adore like an idol above God. Let it go. Tell of you, your boyfriends and girlfriends are problems for you. Yes, sometimes a boyfriend, a girlfriend, sometimes pornography, sometimes some films, some films you've been watching. They are all things that are making you filthy. Clear them off. Prepare your heart. Hello, can I hear? Can I? Can I? Can I? Can I? Hello, hello, hello. Cleanse your eyes from pornography. Cleanse your hands from fornication. Yeah. Cleanse your hands. Cleanse your heart. And prepare your hearts and serve him only, and he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. Prepare your heart. Psalm 139, verse 23. The last scripture. Psalm 139, verse 23, 24. Psalm 139, verse 23, and verse 24. Search me, O God, is our prayer. Search me, O God, and know my heart today. Try me, my Savior. You know the song. Who come there? Search me, O God, and know my heart. This is your prayer. Try me and know my anxieties. Verse 24. And see if there's any wicked way in me. Any wicked thing, any wicked thing, any wicked thoughts, any evil thoughts, any hatred, any animosity. And lead me in the way everlasting. Give me King James. Give me King James. Of the same place, verse 24, verse 23, 23, 23, 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. That's our prayer. Know my thoughts. Verse 24. And he says that, and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Lift your two hands up and stand on your feet and say, Lord, try me. Lord, try me. Lord, check my heart. As I come for the anointing tonight, as I prepare for the next year, Lord, test me. Lord, try me. Thank you, Lord. Two hands up. 
Thank you so much. Thank you, Jesus. Too. Oh, yes. As the deer panted for the word of so my soul, longer after thee. Sing on now. Shoe and loose. Sing with his heart, my heart. Desire when I As the deer, as the God has ministered to you and you've been touched by the word which was brought to you by Reverend George Ayuku, Senior Pastor of Love Community Chapel. You can locate Love Community Chapel at Bubuashi, Ogle Road and adjacent to the AMA sub office. You can join us for any of our three services, first service 6.30am in English, second service 8am in English and third service 10am in English with tree translation. For more information, please call 0302-231017 or visit www.lovecommunitychapel.org. You can also visit Love Community Chapel on Facebook.